Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Weekend Power Hour, all right? Like the old WCW Power Hour, the World Wrestling Federation Power Hour. We're back in here. Um, we'll be here. We had, I said I would be here Saturday and Sunday, and we're going to do a Power Hour for you guys here in the afternoon. I know you're not. What are you watching? The hockey game right now? All right, there's nothing on right now. Come see the coach. Come see the coach gang and have a, we'll have a little bit of fun for about an hour and something. Uh, we had the members live stream earlier that you can catch on coachgregadams.locals.com. On the members live stream, I tend to be a little bit more personal. And uh, then we talked about the seeking arrangements. We talked about the young girl who fumbled the bag, who lost her opportunity. All she had to do was pass one simple test. We talk about how to keep uh, women Make making sure they follow instructions and in what you want them to do. If they don't follow instructions, they get eliminated. Uh, so we talked about that. And then we'll also probably about 4.30 here on West Coast, 7.30 East Coast, we'll do the money mindset a little bit earlier. Then I'm going to be on the road getting out of here and uh, not quite sure if I'm going to be streaming Monday or Tuesday. So I might do a premiere video and uh, that's what we'll do. And then we'll be back at it like a crack addict should be on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I think, yeah, all throughout the weekend again, because I have to, I'm balancing it out. Studios coming together. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for being patient. I'm still finding stuff right now. Anyway, uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about NBA player, former NBA player, Eddie Curry. All right, this is before Steph Curry came in. No relation. Um, he just shared a story with Vlad TV. Vlad TV uh, released an interview that we're not going to play the video part of it, but we're going to play the audio part just so Vlad doesn't get upset over here um, at, at us using, although we can use it for fair use purposes, we will use the audio like we use Dr. John Deloney and um, the other members who are getting a little bit more personal about us using their content. And so we're going to talk about his divorce. Now, what Eddie Curry is, and let's go ahead and give you guys a picture of Eddie Curry, because many of you guys don't remember Eddie Curry. I remember him because at the time he was coming out of, uh, high school along with um, Tyson Chandler. And I believe they were close at the time. What happened? My internet went out. What happened? Mm. Did my internet go out? <laughs> oh, there it is right there. I was like, what happened over here? All right. So Eddie Curry was the fourth overall pick in the NBA draft. All right. Fourth overall pick. And I want to say he was in the NBA draft coming out in the 2001 NBA draft. And if you guys remember, uh, Kwame Brown was the first person selected. So they went they went in that draft. It was like three or four uh, high school players that went back to back to back, almost back to back to back in that NBA draft. And so this is Eddie Curry. He's he's a journeyman. He played for the Knicks, the Heat, the, the Mavericks. He paid for the Bulls. That's who I believe drafted him at one particular point. I can't remember. Um, and um, yeah, so as you can see, he's an NBA journeyman. He really didn't latch on. He had some problems with his weight. But uh, we're going to also figure out why he also had some other problems. And his problems stem from his marriage that he got married in high school. All right. He got married in high school. Good Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Wait a minute, Lord. Listen, we know things have changed quite a bit. And um, I know, think you know, people didn't get married in high school back in the 2000s, but 
I don't know if you guys remember Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. I think they both played on the same AAU team or they were very relatively close to each other. Like they, they were close, like close friends, if I'm not mistaken. And they went back to back in the draft. So, um, in that, in that time, <laughs> you know, he was coming from high school straight into the pros. And I, it, what, the point I was making was at that time, he was well known since, these players were starting to get drafted right out of high school. Eddie Curry probably was on Slam Magazine. Um, if you were an NBA head, let me see if he was on the cover of Slam Magazine. Um, he was already well-known. He was a household name. Uh, here it is right here. on that Chicago Metro Hoops right here. So um, he was already well-known, even just coming out of high school. So his name was well-known. He was probably one of the best players in that in that age, like he was probably the one that they thought he was going to be considered the star. And so he got married. He says during his senior year of high school, he was legally married. Uh, he was legally able to get married. He made a mistake going to the courthouse to get married behind his parents back. So yeah, he did this. He thought he could do this. He thought he was making the right decision. We're going to let him explain what this marriage cost him. We're going to let him explain because we always tell you these stories. We always tell you statistics. We talk about the marriage will. We share our experiences. We're going to tell you, we're going to let Eddie Curry tell his story on how miserable his life has been since he got married to his girlfriend in high school, impregnated her, and how much money that has cost him. All right, so look, before we get into the show, this is the Power Hour. Do me a favor to let your voice be heard. Just hit us up on the Cash App, dollar sign CGA Live, right there on the right-hand corner of your screen. Also, you can hit me up on PayPal.com or PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams to let your voice be heard on this topic. We're only going to stay here an hour or so. And, um, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. So I'm going to hit y'all up. <laughs> here we go again. Here we go again. Where's my copy and paste over here? Uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can get it without making a mistake. Oh, I, I made a mistake, but I got I did a little bit better than I normally do. So the uh, PayPal link is right there. Uh, that is the way you let your voice be heard. Uh, let me see if we have some earlier contributors to the show. That's what we normally do right now. Uh, it's just so I don't get too far behind. Um, and we do. We got SAU. SAU is in the building. And what did he say out there in Mexico? He says, shout out to the coach gang from south of the border. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Working at my business and watching you. Shout out to you, brothers, man. Working on your business today. Shout out to the brothers and sisters that are out here working on a Sunday. All right. We work on Sundays, too. Who else else is in here? Mr. Perez, Perez, Roberto Perez. We're going to call you. He says, another fire episode, free agent for life in the building. Yes, indeed. Sitting this one out says, why was Amarion eating that melon? Shaking my head. I don't know anything about Omar. Well, is, is it some rainbow stuff? Is this some Skittle stuff? What was Armarion doing? Eating a melon? Oh, he's eating a watermelon, I see. Oh, it was a versus, I see. There was something of versus going on, and he was eating watermelon? What is that about? <laughs> oh, Jesus. What in the world is that about? Why would they choose to pull out watermelon there? That would be, I don't know, man. Yeah, I tell you what, man, to stay alive in this world, man, you either got to do one thing as an artist. Um, if you guys didn't see the episode, this is this is what he's talking about here. If you didn't see the movie Dream Girls, 
Dreamgirls had that scene with uh, Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy's character, which you know he was an aging musician. He he was past his time, but in order to stay alive, he had to do crazy stuff like strip on stage and get naked. And people thought, "Why are you going that low?" I didn't mean no harm. And then Jimmy got so Jimmy got so Jimmy got Jimmy got Jimmy got so right. Mm. In order to stay alive and relevant, he had to start doing that stuff. Um, and uh, that that's that's what I'm assuming. That's what I'm assuming Omarion's doing here. I'm not sure. Maybe I because I don't have the context. And they was fake eating peace leave, right? So they are acting like they're eating peace. Leave. Again, it's still Jimmy got so Jimmy got so Jimmy got so Jimmy got Jimmy got Jimmy got so right. So you pull out watermelon and 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 uh, you see these other rappers dressing as women. Right. I think his name is um, I don't know the rapper's name, so I can't really talk about him. I think it's YG. Nah, who's the two rappers that are just cut a video where they're dressed up as women, transitioning as women? And so this is what's happening here. These people are trying to stay alive and relevant. Jimmy got so Jimmy got so Jimmy got Jimmy got Jimmy got so. No, it wasn't little Nas X. It wasn't little Nas X. Yeah. Oh. Tyga and YG, Tyga and YG. So let me just show you that just uh, as a frame of reference. Uh, I think, you know, what, what? Tyga and YG, drag queens. So these guys here dressed as drag queens, and these are male rappers, as you would call them, male rap musicians. And in order to stay relevant, Jilly got so, Jimmy got so. I mean, everybody knows that, um, you know, there's this big issue and push for, you know, this, here's again, the brothers got to dress up in the, as a woman. It never fails. And again, to stay relevant, everybody knows there's big issues with the trans, the transitioning community, transformers, whatever you want to call them. And they thought in their right mind, hey, this would be a good idea. We'll dress up like women, you know what I mean? And we'll, we'll commit crimes and we'll probably, you know, have to hide and go underneath and, and, and dress as women. No, no. Again, what happens is as these musicians start to the, the unfortunate thing about musicians is that their peak and their prime and the, the times where these people manipulate them, these companies and, and, and these ARs, they manipulate them very young. And so these guys and women, young women uh, sign anything. They just say, hey, I'll just want to be famous and they'll make a deal with the devil. And later on, in order to stay alive, they'll have to do stuff like this. They'll have to eat watermelon to show peace leave they're eating peace leave right um and not think one for one second would this what you know would this be interesting would this be shuffling uh let me let me dress up like women you know what i mean and that's how they have to stay relevant because they signed to deal with the devil ultimately many of these artists don't own their masters okay many of these artists don't own their masters they own nothing all right and so what happened was then they're rushed to be famous now they have to keep putting out content in order to stay alive and they have to then push the envelope or they'll have allow other people to push the envelope for them and say, why don't y'all dress up like drag queens and get away from a crime? Why don't you eat watermelon on stage like peace leave? Well, that's how you got to stay alive. You don't own your masters. You, you made a deal with the devil. You rush to be famous and you rush to be rich. Right. And so this is what this is what they have to do. Jimmy got sold. So if you didn't see the movie Dream Girls, which was a snooze fest to me, I mean, I couldn't even I hate musicals. It was a snoozer. If it wasn't for Eddie Murphy, I would have just 
been poking my eyeballs out. But the story of the Eddie Murphy character is the what these musicians become. Down the line, they were famous first, then down the line in order to stay relevant. And uh, because they own nothing, the company's already robbed them blind. And their fame has already dipped. In order to stay a little bit more relevant, then you got to start doing stuff like this. This is just my opinion here. Uh, so they already sold their souls, yes, and now they got to already pay back. They got to pay back um, pay back to their MK Ultra. Where's, where's Chronicles of Judah? Let them explain it. Right? Shout out to Chronicles of Judah. Yeah, they got to pay that devil. The, the devil shows up with the receipt. So anyway, it's tough. So be careful if you want to be like, I wouldn't tell my kids to go be a recording artist or an actress. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? It's not worth it. Anyway, we got to stay on subject matter here. Who, who distracted us today at uh, sitting this one out? XL Pro Services. Thank you for your super chat and your cash app. All right. Simon Small says for the Ling Ling Fund in here, nasty boys. Hashtag nasty boys. Hashtag free agent for life. Let's get into the story. Appreciate you brothers early on. Let's get into the story about Eddie Curry. Um, oh, before we do, though, what is Kaylee doing? This isn't, the, this isn't the Kaylee that we talk about here. All right, I meant to mention this. I put this on my community post on the Coach Greg Adams channel. This is not the Kaylee who we were talking about, who we all love, right? Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always know it fits. I like being single. No, I've never been yeah, this isn't the Kaylee. This is another Kaylee. All right. But uh, let's look at this is the busted Pillsbury biscuit can version of Kaylee. And so what Kaylee is doing is I don't know, man, she got saggy waggies already. Them saggy waggies already down here, right here. All right. With that bra off. And then she got that fupa. All right. She then tucked her belly all up in her pants. You know, as they say, there's only two, there's two things about, uh, there's two things that fat people th decide all the time, whether to tuck their belly in or outside of the pants, right? You got to decide, are you going to let that thing hang out or are you going to tuck it in your belly? So she's already got this going on right here. As you can see, let's get a bigger, let's get a bigger picture of her. That's her right there. She looked like a guzzler, slugler, straight salami smuggler. Every time I see the chick, she getting uglier. Look at them arms, man. Oh. That looks like a bad day on Tinder, but that looks like an easy slow Tuesday on Tinder too. All right, that's going. That's what you call a layup. All right, you hit your, you hit your Tinder up. You're bored in life, and you're like, you know what? Might as well go to Tinder. This this picture of her, this picture right here and the picture of Kaylee does not look that much different. Take a look one more time. All right, take a look one more time. Look at this picture here. And then the picture of the young lady here pictured here. All right. That doesn't look that much difference. Um, after the overturning of 304 V Wade, she says, y'all need a proof of vasectomy. It will be required before engaging in any sexual relations. <laughs> oh, my gosh, boy. And these are the ones y'all don't even pull out on. All right. <laughs> Y'all don't even pull out on her. Y'all go ahead. I'm going to just roar all up inside of her and let her carry my seat around. She ain't going to do nothing. Then she end up, I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> Goodness Lord. Y'all know y'all be dipping and diving. Dip, dip, diving, straight socializing, clean out your ears and open up your eyes. And All right, so let me get in here. What is wrong with people out here? You know she's still going to be putting them big legs up. 
This one right here, she nasty. I'm going to tell you right now. Based on my experience and my subject matter test, you know, testing in the field, she nasty. Nasty, bruh. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get to the story. Eddie Curry in the building. Where are you at right here? Eddie Curry right here interviewing, sitting down with Vlad TV. Obviously, we're just going to show you the pictures here. We're not going to play the actual video. We don't want to get in trouble with DJ Vlad himself. And so we're going to play the audio. He says, I'm an idiot for getting married in high school. She's going after my pension. Oh, my God. All right, let's go ahead and play this clip. Let's play this clip. This is Eddie Curry. You're only going to see the pictures, but you're going to hear the audio. Let's go ahead and play it. In year 2005. That's oh, hold on, hold on. We got it on chipmunk mode over there. Over there. Uh, Patrice? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And you had been married once before already? Yeah, I got married in high school. I got married. You got married in high school. Yeah, you didn't know that, but <laughs> you didn't do your homework. Nah, uh, yeah, I got married in high school, bro. I got uh, married. I want to say my senior year, I think. Got married. She uh, she got pregnant with our uh, our our son, my oldest. And uh, yeah, we got married right away. Got got uh, went to the went to the without my parents knowing. Went to the courthouse and and they let us get married, man. All right. right okay. Whoa, 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 and once you get divorced. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I, okay. Well, well, man, I almost messed up here. We're only showing pictures here. All right. So he got married behind his parents' back. They, he thought he was doing the right thing. He knocked up his girlfriend and then he said, Let's get married. All right. Let's get married. So he got married. He went to the courthouse. He said, We're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's just me and you. Ooh, baby. All right. And uh, he was 18 and he went to the school. All right. So we're just showing you pictures. You're not going to see the video moving. You're just going to hear the audio. I had to get a divorce right away, but she drugged that shit out, bro. Honestly, like that ended up being for real, like one of the worst things I ever did in my life. Honestly, one of the worst thing he's did in his life. And let me just tell you, I'm right there with him. I didn't get married at 18. I didn't get married at 18. But but the, my marriage was the worst thing that I've done in my life. Absolutely. Not even close. I mean, because the after effects of the marriage and divorce, you can't even measure it as my my English speaking biology professor used to say. You can't even measure the aftershock of a marriage. But he's going to tell you what an aftershock is. Let's go ahead and play it. OK, because you get married, I'm assuming there's no prenup. <laughs> No in high, school, in high school and then right afterwards you signed a 14 million dollar deal yes so when that divorce happened what what happened financially from that i was fucked up <laughs> he said what happened after that i was effed up i'm done i got I, I, it's over for me let's go ahead and play i mean everything you could think happened happened like I can remember like uh, my agent. I remember I remember telling my agent because I always kept it a secret because I was really embarrassed of it because I felt like I felt like I felt like such an idiot that I let her do that to me. Like, so here here we go. Here I felt like such an idiot that I let her do that to me. No, sir, you did that to yourself. Uh, this is why. We're, but but again, you didn't have the information that the young men are getting right now from CGA and the likes of us. We're telling you this happens, and this is a man that 
signed a $14 million contract out of high school. And he's, it's, he said it ruined him. But I'm sure she did pressure her. But what women will say is, you're the one who married me. You're the one who proposed to me. You didn't have to do it. So we do have to take accountability that, yes, we are not trained in what marriage is really about until we find out and we do it and then we regret it. So he did say what she did to me, but it is what you did to yourself. And I don't want to put it all on her because it takes two to do it. But I really felt like I was doing the right thing. Um, you know, I was. I, I Listen, I got to chop this up for fair use purposes, but I really felt like I was doing the right thing. I really felt like I was doing the right thing. That's what a lot of men get married for. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to make her an honest woman. I'm going to do right by her. No prenup. Remember that dude, Moose Locks? Uh, I'm not going to get a prenup. She's not going to do that. She'll never do that to me. Um, we good. You can't understand. Our love is like no other love. I'm doing the right thing. This is what men are supposed to do. And black men in particular, you guys have the worst marriage rate of all, divorce rate of all. I mean, what are you talking about what you're supposed to do? Give me a break. Let's go ahead and play it. My son, me and her went back with me and her. We're, we're, we're best friends from from way back. But, um, you know, we definitely clashed a lot. Our attitudes, our personalities were, were way different. And I assume that I'd be able to just walk away from this because we were friends and that I figured she wouldn't she wouldn't try to gouge me. She wouldn't try to like I remember my agents telling me, like, man, the best case scenario is you can get this a note. But if not, you're going you're gonna to have to pay some serious money. And I'm like, damn. So, again, he said she's my friend. She would never do that to me. She said she would never do that to me. She wouldn't gouge me. She wouldn't keep my kids from me. She wouldn't use my kids as pawns. She wouldn't do any of that. She wouldn't do any of that stuff. We were best friends. But guess what? I'm not happy. She got you. <laughs> she got you. <laughs> Continuing on here, man. No way. This is my friend. We go way back since third grade. There's no Ooh. way she's going to try to. Shit, man. She took. Well, I was paying her 16000 a month. Like. And it, and and it was crazy how it happened, bro. It was just it was just so much. Like, it was so much, man. It was so a lot of guys get who get divorced. This is what happens. They can't speak about it. They can't really be open about it because people are going to say, "Well, who hurt you?" And we're educating men on what marriage really is. We're trying to really show you what it is. Even when we show the statistics, there's people like, "Well, those are just statistics." And then we show you nightmare stories. Well, those are just them. There are those are celebrities. That would never happen to you. And what I always tell you guys is. It's worse when it happens to you because the same playbook that these women use, they use it on you and you make $50,000 a year. Ultimately, when they take half of your $50,000, you're homeless. You're living with your parents. Continuing on, this guy right here, this guy right here was homeless, not homeless. This guy right here had a $14 million contract and was living with his parents during his divorce. And he was in the NBA, bro. So if anybody wants to know what happened to his NBA career, why he might have been struggling in his first couple of four years or so, and he was a journeyman, I'm pretty sure that this weighed heavy on him. Let's go ahead and continue. It probably went on for like, because what she was doing, she was basically letting, she was basically, everything was marital property, which I didn't know, which I figured out. Okay, here we go. Most men don't know. Again, I'm glad, that, I'm glad he shared the story. Most men don't know. And then you get married and then you get divorced or you get threatened to get divorced. And then you find out and you're like, what? Let's go ahead and continue. 
Like I was signing all these deals. I was signing something with some car company wanted to sign me. And then all of the big trading car companies, Upper Deck, Fleer, Sage, all of the big time companies were signing me to everything. Nike, all that shit was marital property. So. Yes, sir, man. The marriage will is real. So this is uh, the investment stage. And so everything that you do after you get married, you're doing the right thing, becomes marital property. You have to split that depending if you live in a community property state or you live in a state where the judge basically gets to decide what's fair, an equitable state. And what happens is, <coughs> sorry, what happens is despite the fact that she never dribbled a ball or dunked a basketball, she gets half or more of all of those things. Um. And so she let it drag out for, for years. That divorce drug out for probably probably two years, bro, honestly. Um, it was times where, you know, she would come to court and say that she was pregnant right when the judge was going to rule and say, all right, we're going to rule today. And then she would say, well, me and him had sex, and I think I might be pregnant. So then the judge is like, well, we need to take a recess and rejoin when we do this and that. And then finally they was like, look, you're going to have to, give us a blood test or something because we don't really because I'm my I'm telling my I'm telling my my lawyer like man she's lying like I didn't even do nothing with her it's, it's no way she's pregnant so it got to the point where my lawyer is like man all right well we we need to demand a blood test or something she got to at least prove to us that she's pregnant for you to keep this because he's got because the whole time they're like bro don't buy a car don't buy a house like that's why I was literally living like living like a crab like living like a hermit crab I would go to my mom's crib you know, I would, I would live in hotels. I would rent little condos here and there, but I, I, I never had a crib at that point. So let me just testify to that real quick. Um, He basically is going through a divorce, but making millions of dollars, but he couldn't buy anything. I actually went through that. That's why I had to have that, that period of living in my car. And then I had to really think about, can I buy a new car during a divorce? If you buy a, a car during your divorce proceedings, it's marital property because you're not separate. I mean, you're legally separated, but um, you have a separation date, date of separation. But you, once you do those things during your divorce, it becomes then if the person is vindictive, they throw that in there. They throw it in there. Hey, he he got a car or they'll say he got a like I, I remember I rented. Uh, I went from my car to the uh, studio apartment. And then when I got 50 50 custody of my kids, I went to a high end two bedroom apartment in Newport coast. And they immediately subpoenaed my lease to see if I put a, um, if I, if I actually disclose how much income I made and they were going to use that against me in the divorce because the divorce was not finalized. So they subpoenaed my lease immediately, like right away. And then I, and so the kids went back, Oh mom, uh, dad got a new apartment where, and then they, she made them drive up to where I live. The kids were like seven and eight. They don't know where, where they're going. And then, and then she drives up, tells her attorney, they subpoena my lease. So this is what happens. This is what happened. He couldn't buy a car. He couldn't buy a house because then that becomes marital property could be, or they're going to use it as an income declaration. Okay. And so here, here we go. This is what's happening here. And he can't make a move, even though he's making millions because half of it's going to be gone. and. He doesn't want to risk losing the rest of it. So he has to live in hotels and squat and live with his mom, bruh. Um, 
And I would, but I mean, I still would buy stuff here and there because I just, I was young and I didn't, I still didn't understand the gravity of the whole shit. But eventually, um, they were like, man, you need to take a, 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 you need to take a test to make sure you're pregnant. Then she came in there and said she had a miscarriage. So then the judge, like, yeah, the judge kind of kept it going. Um, but so what he's explaining is as long as the divorce case is pending, then you extend the marital clock. Now, that depends on what state. Because most states have what they call a data separation. And so if there's a data separation listed and you both agree on the data separation, meaning, hey, we broke up, we moved out, we moved on, then anything after that technically is not supposed to be used against you. But that doesn't stop the attorneys from using it against you. The attorneys can threaten to use anything against you until you go into the court with the judge. So she's extending the marital clock by playing this game oh i'm pregnant oh i had a miscarriage uh you know what i mean and then the divorce goes on 18 months 36 months you know then it goes to 48 months and the divorce lasts longer than the wedding or the marriage the divorce lasts longer than the wedding or the marriage i keep saying wedding and and he had a short-term marriage but his divorce is dragging on more costing him let's go ahead and play a little bit more of what Eddie has to say here. No, that's not what we're doing. Playing on. Oh, no, no, no. I got to play it from here. Damn, I almost messed up again. Hey, man, I ended up having to pay her like 16000 a month in like uh, child support plus another like eight or 9000 in alimony. Like it was crazy. I had to pay alimony for about four years. I had to buy her a house, buy her a car. Oh, yo. <laughs> Sixteen thousand a month of child support for one kid, for one kid. Eight thousand a month. Where's my calculator? That's that's going to be twenty four k. Plus he bought her a house. Plus he bought her a car. This woman can't be more than she was eighteen to twenty six. Eighteen to twenty four. Yo, <laughs> yo. This is what we're talking about. My God, shout out to Mr. Palmer. And wow, this dude could, he probably wasn't married longer than two years, but he had to pay her four years. I don't know how the state works there. In California, it would be flipped. So if you pay four years alimony, that means you would have been married at least eight years. But I don't think they were married that long because he got married again. Let's go ahead and continue here. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, we've never lived together. We never. We never even, we never really spent the night together, not in any of my places. It was crazy. It was, it was, it was really crazy. They never spent the night. They never lived together. They never lived together. (laughs) Oh my God. Yo, this is why this dude's career didn't take off. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not dissing him because I actually was a fan of him. I wished him to do well when he was coming out of high school. All right, but um, this is this is was a massive distraction, and I often tell you guys, divorce is like a death. It's like a death of your family because it's basically the death of your timeline. Is they? It's the death of your space time continuum. So you basically got married to be with this person forever, and that's got cut. That's like having somebody in your life forever, and they're gone. So it's like a death, and he's having to manage this. I'm pretty sure with other uh, crazy things as well, and uh, as you can see. His career really didn't take off to where, you know, he was going to be where, you know, the, he was the number four pick in the draft in that year. Continuing on. His day, bro. She literally, like, it's so deep, bro. It's so deep, man. Like, I'm telling you, bro, it's so deep. Like, it's deep, bro. I don't even know what it is. See, he can't even say. 
He can't even say, and this is what always I always tell you guys about. He can't even say how deep it was. There's more because men don't keep long lists of things that uh, they need to talk about, right? Uh, women can say this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. Men can't really, you know, we're not trained to communicate in this way. And so he wants to throw her under the bus, but he can't really throw her under the bus. And he doesn't really can't verbalize all of the microaggressions and all of the emotional abuse and the terrorism that he's experienced. He can't even verbalize it. He's like, it's deep, it's deep. I can't even, I, man, I, there's so much I can, but I don't even know what to tell you. I don't even know where to start. This is traumatizing and men can't even verbalize it half the time. So let's go ahead and continue. It's, it's deep, bro. It's deep. Like to this day, bro, she's, She's trying to get my pension right now. She's wow. going after my pension. She just took me to court to try to get my pension, bro. She uh a year a year before my son, a year like probably months a couple months before my son turned 18. Before I get there, before I get there cuz you ain't even heard the half yet. So she tried to get his pension. And I don't know if you guys know, I think in the NBA, I may and I'm maybe wrong about this, but certainly if you play, played after 10 or 12 years, uh, let's see how many years that he plays. Well, you get a lifetime pension after that. Let me just look it up real quick. Uh, how many years that he's played in, in the NBA uh, from 2001. And then he lasted till in the NBA 2012. So he did go past the 11, 12 year mark, which I think then qualifies you. And this is why some teams do this. They move you around to get you to qualify for your pension and take care of you. And so uh, as a journeyman, he's played for several teams, the Bulls, the Knicks, the, the Heat, the Maverick, and then he went over to China. Now he qualifies to get taken care of the rest of his life by the NBA. I don't know what, you, what type of pension you can draw, but you can draw a pretty good salary uh, per month. This is what the, but this is what they went after OJ for. OJ lives off, his, off of his NFL pension, and they could not touch that, you know, when they wanted to civilly sue him for the deletion of Nicole and Ron. So they couldn't touch his pension. And oftentimes pensions are untouchable. However, somebody can take you to court. Doesn't mean this because it's untouchable. They can't take you to court. She um, took him to court. I don't know if she got the pension, but he's saying she's trying to get it. She's trying this one. How was, how long were they married, bro? <laughs> Hold on for a second. How long were they married? They couldn't have married, been married that long. It says right here, as of uh, June 2009, uh, Curry's Chicago home was in foreclosure. He owed uh, close to $220,000 in mortgage payment. Curry took out a nearly $4 million mortgage on the property in 2006, which included monthly house payments, more than $25,000. And then in June 2021, Curry was evicted for violating his lease agreement in Katy, Texas. We see why he's violating without this side of the story. We do not, we wouldn't know why Curry was either a bust or not successful in his career, but he played 12 years. And we wouldn't know why. We would think he had frivolous spending issues. He couldn't manage his money. No, this woman's divorcing him like crazy. This woman's divorcing him like crazy. He had to stop playing in the league because he had a cardiac problem here. And um, I'm trying to find out. Oh, he did have another, he... Yeah, he had another tragic issue too, man. Boy, this guy's life. His daughter, his daughter got deleted when his ex-girl, you know, his ex-girlfriend had custody. 
of his daughter and then somebody came and deleted the mom and uh his 10 month old daughter gosh the guy man gosh he has seven children god dang all right man this guy's life yikes uh continuing on now we're going to get into child support i want you to listen to this now we're going to get into child support i want you to listen closely this is a scenario that we presented it is the it is the boys in the hood situation in which she they keep the custody away from you and then when the kids about to turn 18 they release the kid back to the to the father and listen to what happened to him in child support so mr parmel's here mr palmer you're going to want to use this particular clip cuz this is the old no you can't have your kid oh now the kid's about to turn 18 you need to take care of your kids and raise your son right because we can't handle him and then now the child support stops. Right when the child support's about to stop, they hand the, the dad to custody. Let's go ahead and play that part. Let's go ahead and play that part. Now, I've been asking her, like, me and him have been asking her for years, like, man, just let me just let me get my son, man. He's Okay, so the son has been wanting to live with dad. He's I don't know why men keep asking the wife or the ex-wife. Just go to court and get your kid. But um, but um, you know, you got sometimes come on, man. You just want to negotiate with a terrorist. You you want you want to think she's gonna do the right thing. And of course, the entire time, no, 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 no. But go ahead and listen to see what happened. Out in school, let him come to, let him come with me. I'll still give you child support. Just let him come to me. She wouldn't let him come to me. Um a couple months before, a few months before he turned 18, right before his senior year, out of nowhere, I get a call like. Dad, she kicking me out. I'm like, huh? Right before he's about to turn 18, dad, she kicking me out the house. And he like, huh? Yep. There it is right there. There's the old, there's the old. I wanted the kid when the kid was 12. Now you screwed him up and kept them away from me. Now the child support's about to end. Now go see your daddy. Here we go again. Kicked him out. He come. He she lets him. She finally lets him come come live with us. He goes. He, he uh attends his senior year out here. A couple months later, not even a month later, I'm getting served with papers for back child support. Because oh boy, so she went and got back child support. And how did she get back child support? He's gonna explain it. He did something that we warned you guys to not do. Which is what? What do we? Yeah, somebody said back child support. What do we warn you about when you're paying child support to someone? What do we warn you about? Mr. Palmer might be able to uh, talk about this. Somebody says she had this stuff planned out. They have guys. This is a script. They do. All women do this and all women coach each other to do this. Keep receipts. Keep records. I always say never pay the money to them directly. Do not give them the money. Go If you want to be on child support, go be on the child support system. Do not or make sure that you document it. But I'm going to tell you, it didn't even help. But let's go ahead and listen. I went in and changed and modified my child support from 16000 and I, and I had been giving her money the whole time. I would just give her cash. I would send it to her account. Um, but I wasn't paying it through the state. Like whenever. So they basically went in and said, all right, well, you didn't pay the state of Illinois. So basically you didn't give her nothing. And I'm telling the judge, like, look, I got documents. These are 
these are receipts from cashiers checks these are this is over a million dollars i've given this girl they're like no nah, that was a gift if you didn't give it to the state of illinois that was a gift i'm like are you serious so here we go guys man <laughs> Shit. hold up wow yeah bro so they 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 hit me with a crazy this this just happened they hit me with a crazy tab you know what i'm saying and now she's going after my 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 uh pension she's trying to go after my pension and i'm like that's but it is what it is, you know, like, I feel like, you know, I blame myself because I, you know, I, I should have did the right thing and went in the court and modified my child support. But I believed her for some reason when she was telling me it was cool. Just, you know, just, you know, I know you ain't making 12 million a year. So, you know, just give me 5,000, just give me 6,000, just give me whatever. So that's what I was doing. And yeah, man, and she she told them people that the, that the judge allowed them to say it was a gift, man. It was crazy. There you go right there. Wow. Wow. Again, uh, despite her stabbing in him in the back numerous times, despite the fact that this was my best friend, uh, she would never do that to me. She drug out the divorce. She said she was pregnant. Um, she kept the kid away from you. You were paying her money. She literally said, I got zero dollars from this dude. And he owed her back child support millions of dollars, all of the money that he was giving her, the 16000 And then the modified version of it, once the sun moved in, all that money was gone. All that money amounted to nothing. It was millions of dollars of free gift money. And she took his ass back to court and got it modified to the fact that now he owes her back child support. Yo. Do you know what we're talking about? These are the stories we're talking about, and these stories don't get out that much. I mean, Vlad TV put this video out, and I'm like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, we going live. We going live. This is the story of the day. We got to explain this to you guys of how the legal system works. And I keep singing at the top of my lungs on the mountaintop, trying to describe this, and it's all about, oh, you're hurt, and you, know, you picked the wrong one and all of it. Dude, many men go through this. And they found a way to get around. And guys, I'm telling you, man, what, the worst thing I've ever had, the worst thing I've ever bought was my ex-wife. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It ain't even a gift. It's like the murder that keeps on murdering me. <laughs> like it's kind of waking up, getting murdered every day. Oh, God dang. Wow. Here she is again. And this is why they do it. Number one, they're going to hit the wall. Okay. So number one, they're going to hit the wall. Number two, you were the provider. So you stole time from them for some particular reason. Like you were the one that beat them over the head, dragged them down, married them, and impregnated them, held them down, inseminated them against their will, right? They quit their job and all of that stuff. Um, despite the fact they was out there running the streets, cheating on you, doing all the stuff you did, it was all your fault that you put them in this predicament. Then they're going to hit the wall and their mate selection is going to be that much worse. So they spent five years with you, 10 years with you, 15, 20 Nobody's coming to clean that up. So who's got to pay? You got to pay on the back end for all of her life because she's not getting married again, more than likely. Right? So she's not getting married. So you, if there's no other man in her life, she's going to take it out on your ass. She wakes up in the morning like the single white female. She wakes up in the morning like hand that rocks the cradle. She wakes up in the morning like the girl on the crush. She wakes up in the morning cold sweat trying to take it out on your ass and they follow a script play by play 
of what they're going to do to you guys. This is nothing new. I've explained every one of these situations. I've explained in detail every one of these situations. You're going to pay on the back end. Now, let me just ask this, and I'm going to get to the Super Chats. Would you say he didn't pay for his wife? Did you, would you say that he didn't pay for his woman? So a lot of guys that are married, even married and divorced, are still telling me they don't pay. <laughs> okay, what would you call what Eddie Curry's doing over the last 15? Oh, wait, the guy's 18. The kid is 18 now, 18 or 19. Would you not say that Eddie Curry paid or are you going to tell me he didn't pay? What do I tell you that you guys do when you don't pay directly? I say you write a blank check and you sign it right at the bottom and you hand it to that woman. That's what you do by not paying directly. You pay on the back end and it's oftentimes way more over expensive, over, over inflated. It's way more worth than what you could have paid by getting some directly. Yeah, you overpay. You overpay significantly. All right, let me get to these contributions here. We're only supposed to be here an hour for the power hour. Sad, sad story. But again, that wasn't unlike the story that I'm living right now. I mean, even, even from the beginning, there was nothing different. The playbook is all the same. But what they need you to do is marry them or impregnate them. Who else in here? Please don't use my government name. It's Coach Junior in the building. Made front page on the new magazine I got published in, brother. Oh, man. Salute to the free agent lifestyle. Congratulations to you. My man is in a magazine in the building. On the front page of the magazine. Yo, that's what I'm talking about. He called him Coach Junior in the building. Appreciate you. Good for you, man. Hey, you're doing big things. Royal Scott here. He says, my widow... My widowed boomer, my widowed boomer brother with monster money and a killer pension just got engaged to a straggle single mother of two. He says, what does this divorce will look like? Oh, my God. So he's a boomer. He's in his late 50s, late 50s, early 60s. He's got money. I got money. He's got a pension. This girl going divorce, grape him to kingdom come. Single mother of two. She ain't out. She ain't down for him. She's looking at this dude. You sucker. <laughs> right? She going to divorce, grape him to, in less than three years. My prediction. Mr. Austin says all of these players need a consult, con, a consultant, consultant before they start dealing with women for real, for real. That's what I'm offering to the NBA, MMA, UFC, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, um, National Hockey League. Uh, no matter what, I want to be a consultant to athletes. I want to be the go-to guy that when they sit down and discuss marriage, they find me, and then I can go give them the rundown of why you would be an idiot <laughs> to do that. But I would give them the rundown. And I will let them do what Moose Locks did. But coach, man, she the one. She ain't going to never do any of these things. It doesn't matter if she's never going to do it. It's the fact that she could do it. This is what we're telling you. She might not never do it. But would you still roll the dice knowing what you know? Would you want to just give away free money like that? Now, a lot of guys will say, well, he, he is okay. He still had money. He didn't have money. As I read to you, he was getting foreclosed on. He was getting evicted from a home. Uh, here it is right here. 
He violated his lease agreement. He got evicted in 2021. He got foreclosed on his house in 2006, which was not that unheard of around in that time. I mean, that was right before the bubble ended. And his daughter got deleted in a home invasion. It says right here, um, he had an alleged sexual harassment. He was sued by his former chauffeur. And he accused Curry of trying to solicit sex from him. Oh, my God. And he owed him $68,000 in unpaid wages as well as $25,000 in expenses, which Curry never repaid. Yikes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. But this is the tragic, this is the tragic story about prof professional athletes. They give you all of this money up front and professional singers that we talked about earlier. They give you all of this money up front. And most of these guys blow it. Most of these guys blow it. And they blow it through sexual harassment, rape allegations, uh, baby mamas, marriage, bad investments, homeboys. It's the recipe of disaster. So NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, WWE, um, WCW, NWO, whatever it is, um, MMA, UFC, whatever you, you guys send your athletes over to me. Let me come in and do a consultation to them. I am the coach, so I will come in there with my coach demeanor and let these young boys know. But again, they don't want that to happen. I'm I'm just willing to bet they don't want me to come in and tell these young boys this, right? NASCAR. Yes. They don't want me to do it because they want these men married. And a lot of their agents are going to say, well, you'll get more endorsement deals by being married. Uh, sad thing here. Mr. Uh, Harold L. says, I was at a farmer's market in Forest Hill earlier today, and I was approached by a couple of members of the LB, LGT, I don't even know how it is, uh, the mafia telling me I should be an ally, asking for my signature and ish like that. He says, I Martin Luther Lee threw my sunglasses, then ordered my duck eggs and ground lamb, and he skedaddled. All right, you are out of there, and he hit him with the what? They always target, and I'm assuming you're a black man, uh, those people always target black men because you guys are the only ones. You guys are the ones that get their stuff voted in. Without them, they don't get anything voted in. And all they do is just tend to steal um, most of your talking points and most of your historical perspective. Hey, man, we're just alike. We went through the same struggle with each other. We marched together. It's me and you. It's me and you. We need to get rid of that evil whitey. We need to get rid of white supremacy in these evil whiteies. Go ahead and do it, man. Let's sign right here. They get you guys with the same damn dunk. I that happened to me. That happened to me. I had two um let's be honest neighbors. They lived upstairs. And uh I think one was a trans. I mean, one the one of these women looked like a trans. Anyway, it was during, I think it was during the Trump uh election, but it might have even been two years before that. And um there was something else happening and they hit me up, cornered me in the parking lot. Hey, hey, come on. And they were railing. Get, they were trying to get me to sign up to vote for somebody they was pulling for. And I was looking at them like, man, MAGA. All right. <laughs> all right. That's what I was. Man, MAGA all up in your ass. All right. Uh, as soon as I hit them with, they knew. They knew I was on MAGA time because they literally was like, they shut it down on me and they never spoke to me ever again.
they never spoke to me. So I I cringe. Look, people have their history, but they ain't no history like black history in this country. So do not ever say y'all on same time, unless you're talking about Native Americans, y'all ain't on the same time as anybody else. No, do not hit me with that bullshit. All right, <laughs> I'm going to hit y'all with it. I know I shuffle sometimes, but please do not do that. I can't stand that. That's basically taking me and, and boiling me down to the lowest common denominator, telling me how much you need my vote, because without my vote, you're nothing. So they need us 85%, 90% to show up on their behalf, get their stuff pushed in, and then they throw up the middle finger on you. And then every two or four years, they come out and dance for you. And then they say, oh, look at us. We can dance too. We just like you. And they do the same story every two to four years. And then they throw the middle finger up at us at the end of it. So screw them. <laughs> All right, screw them and they vote. Bye. <laughs> it's like Harold L. said, Martin Luther Lee stare on their ass. Come on, man. We just like you, man. We need to get rid of them. These people, these white supremacists, they get in us. They hate me and they hate you. You know, the KKK, they hate you and they hate me. They hate us equally. I was like, really? I didn't realize that. I mean, I know they don't like you. However, you know who they really don't like? Negras. <laughs> Above all, they don't like Negras. I know they might not like you either. I know they got something out on you, but you know who they don't like? Negras. That's who they don't like. And that's on number one on their list. So don't not now you number three, four, and five. Three, four, and five. All right. We one, two, and three. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah. And and small hacks. We number one, they number two, and then everybody else all fall down. So until y'all can fix that, we ain't fixing your issue. The Supreme Court is definitely saving women from themselves. Shout out to uh, Mr. Austin. Oh, man. I don't know if you guys know. And we'll go over to the cash apps now. Uh, Mr. Austin. I don't know if you know. You can't save women from themselves. I mean, not in this day and age. Because they think they know. But then they find out the hard way. <laughs> and then they find out. Like, they always paint themselves in the corner. I've been describing it as that. And before, there was a time where people were like, get back, woman. You know what I mean? And they would come back and be like, be quiet. We got this under control. And we'd be like, don't paint yourself in the corner like that. But then they tend to paint themselves in the corner. And then all of a sudden, then I'm like, well, what is this? And was like, if y'all would have been quiet the first time, but y'all rushed and pressured us into doing what you wanted us to do. Again, unfortunately, women are like, uh, the other people trying to get you to do, they need you to do whatever they, they need you to carry out whatever you want to do. And so they appeal to your emotions or they go on some side, sort of sex strike. Like they can't do it on their own. Let's just say, call it what it is. And with that being said, anyone who can't do it on their own, they shouldn't have whatever they're asking for. That goes for anybody that goes for Negroes. <laughs> that goes for anybody. If you're constantly asking the people who you're accusing of being the supremacist or the oppressor and you got to keep going back to them and telling them that you need it, whatever you're asking for, you don't need. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> you don't need it. 
You know why? Because if you needed it, there would be one thing that you would do to get it. And you ain't willing to do it. You're not willing to do it. I'm not going to suggest it because then people are going to play this clip and they're like, see, he's telling people what to do. No, 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 no. There's one thing you can do. And if you ain't going to do that, you need to shut up. <laughs> That's what you need to do. You need to be quiet. You need to be like this right here. You need to be quiet. But y'all don't want to do it. Y'all don't want to shed nothing. Tears, sweat, or anything. So you constantly have to ask someone to do it. And so this is what women's predicament is. We need you to do this for us. We need to do this. And you can't do this and do this. And then when you start doing stuff for them, no, don't do it that way. We want you to do it this way. And then you'd be like, you want us to do it that way? Yes, do it that way. But not that way. Hold on for a second. We don't want it quite like that. Okay, whatever you're asking for, y'all don't need it that bad. Sit down. Put your paw down. No, you don't need it. No. <laughs> you'll take what I give you and you'll like it. This goes for anyone, not just women. This goes for anybody. If you need to keep begging the people who you're accusing of keeping it from you, you don't need it. There's only one way to get it. If you really want it. <laughs> and most of y'all are incapable. But I'm not suggesting you do anything. <laughs> y'all brothers today, man. Hey, man, we, this is my day off. Anyway, we let's get into these cash apps in the building. Did we get, uh, who is this in here? Jamal says CGA taking over like Sunday night football. Uh-huh. Hey, it's this how many Sundays we got? About four, maybe five until Sunday night football comes back. Oh, it's June. We're almost in July, July, August. We got eight Sundays probably left. So I better get my Sunday night streams in now. All right. Thank you, Jamal. River Bacon says coach stream on Sunday. Didn't know it's my birthday. It's my birthday, too. In the building, Tigger, uh, Dewanis Alexander says, Tigger and YG looking like a whole snack out here. Oh, my goodness. All right. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. They out here looking. Why? Well, I, mean, I mean, oh, boy. I don't know. if they Are they desperate? Do they have their own money? Zone 8864 for the Kaylee Fund. Hashtag Coach Gang. All right. Them Kayleys need to get they paid up. Somebody tried to hit off something, but... Uh, it says cancel for my protection. He says, I've known his wife since kid only dates D boys. So somebody says he's knows the wife and she only dates D boys. All right. So um, that's interesting. I'm going to figure out if we can find who her name is. I think it says it here, but maybe she's one of the basketball wives. Sign a letter of intent to the Paul declared. Uh, let me see here. They mentioned a wife. I'm not sure if this is the wife. Patrice Curry. Curry's married and has seven children. One of his previously married, Eddie the Third. Uh, one from his previous marriage, Eddie the Third, and four from his current wife, Patrice. So they don't mention the, the first one. They mentioned everybody but this wife. And that was the one that's screwing them over. And uh, well. Sending this one out. Ray Carew's story is a cautionary tale. Don't rage. So again, people always say, I wonder why these men do these things. <laughs> I mean, 
listen, I'm not going to even bring up the Ray Carew story, but, um, you know, because he bring those up and they're like, see, there you go. You know, but um, a lot of guys know they go. Oh, so this is what we want you guys to do. Never throw away your life for these type of situations. Ray Carew threw away his life because he knocked up a girl. And then she started to play games on him and pray, get start to praying mantis him. I believe the child was born with severe, severe disabilities. I think the child was healthy at the time, but of course, because his mom was deleted. Um, X, Y, and Z, you fill in the blank. Uh, but you don't want to get yourselves in these situations. Do not get yourself in these situations. Don't shoot up the club. Don't impregnate some of these women, man, because it's going to ruin you. Uh, Gemini Ryder says, but coach, she thick. Hashtag say no to marriage. Yeah. Imagine all of that. She's thick, right? And you want to put your hands and put your hands on their hips and dip. You dip, we dip. And you want to put your hands up on them hips and you want to roar all up inside them guts. And this is what turns out from it. That is the cruelest part of nature. So cruel. All you wanted to do was roar. That's all you wanted. It has to be a better way. There has to be a plan. The child survived but has mental and physical disabilities. Yeah, I remember that. All you guys really want, like you, when you fornicate, most of the time you're not trying to have a baby. But, you know, every now and then you'll slip up. And then now you start playing the, uh, coach, what do I do? Once she has your seed, it's over. It's over for you. You can't, I mean, it's not over for you finality, but you just made life a lot more difficult. Somebody said, just pay an escort if you're going to go that far. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. People always want to say, well, that doesn't, you're not going to get her soul and that's going to demoralize you. What Guys, and many of these people who are saying this has never been married. I'm like, you know what's demoralizing? Divorce. You know what's demoralizing? Keeping keep them play, keeping your kids away. You know what's demoralizing? Going to the judge, pleading your case. You know what's demoralizing? Having to live in your car or a studio apartment. You know what's demoralizing? Letting your kids see you lose in life. You know what's demoralizing? As an adult, having to live back with your mother. I'll go ahead and pay the girl to get my roar off and be demoralized that way before I get married again. <laughs> you know what's demoralizing? Your ex-wife owning your soul. While you're trying to get the soul of somebody laying her pipe. you Those things are demoralizing. All right. You're getting demoralized over a 10 to 20 year period. And people are talking about, well, you're getting demoralized. Your, your self-esteem's going down because you got to pay a woman directly versus indirectly. Well, indirectly, I'm paying tens and thousands of dollars per month. When I could have paid $455 over here for some damn jasmine rice chicken skewers, and then she would have been 10 toes up, and she would have skedaddled after I hit it. What are we talking about? Or you can go ahead and get the rosy palms in your five fingers. Yeah, you dude made her a millionaire, and then she came back for more. <laughs> People always talk about this demoralizing. You know what's demoralizing? Being accused of something that you did not do, that's demoralizing. Then you got to come up and say, well, what I really did, and he said, she said, that's demoralizing. That's the game you guys play, macking, playing, running games, and lying to women. I don't agree with lying to women. I don't agree with trying to run out. Be straight up right up front. Well, not immediately up front. 
you got to get her to put her 10 toes up. But right before she put these 10 toes up, you'd be like, you know, this is practice, right? And then you get the. <laughs> you know, ain't nothing coming from the end of this right here. Now, open wide. But getting around, lying to them and all of this stuff, and, oh, maybe you'll be the right one, then you eventually get swindled and finessed and married. All right. Uh, Mr. Elliot is in the building, R.P. Elliot. He says, marriage is fine. A prenup is what he was missing. I don't agree with that. Well, he was too young to even know what a prenup was. So most men don't even know what a prenup does. Marriage is not that marriage was doomed from the disaster. And I don't think the prenup would have saved them. Because the child support was what killed them, right? The child support was more than the alimony. Let's think about this. The child support was more than the alimony, and you can't write off child support on a prenup. So remember, his numbers were 16000 a month in child support for one kid, and also uh what did he say? $6,000 to $8,000 in alimony. So what was more? The child support was the most. And then he eventually got then finessed on the child support. The child support hurt him way more than alimony. Although it, it, if she does get the pension, yes. But, the, but, the, but again, at that particular time, even with leverage, he could not write in the, in the, in the prenup about the pension. He wouldn't have put that in there. He wouldn't have known about it. Why would it? So as an 18-year-old, you're counseling an 18-year-old male who's making millions of dollars to get married. No, he should have stayed away from that, stayed cleared away. Because he wouldn't have put the right stuff in. And she would have probably challenged the prenup. As I tell you guys with prenups, a prenup may stop her from getting your money but it won't stop her from challenging the authenticity of the prenup. Ask any divorce attorney this. So let's say you have a prenup. Like what's ever stopped a woman from just taking you to court? So you have a prenup and then you divorce her and you say, you're going to leave with the shirt on your back or you're going to leave with $28 a month, whatever it is. You signed it. Here it is. What she's then going to do is go to the court and challenge the authenticity of the prenup. If she got time on her hand, if it's worth it to her, if it's the difference between $28 and $16,000 a month, she's challenging it. And there'll be an attorney that will handle her case on contingency to challenge it. And then the cost of challenging the prenup will probably be in a neighborhood of $100,000, or $300,000 to, to challenge it. In which many times you'll say, oh, forget it. Let's just settle on a deal. And then you you settle on a deal that's way more than the prenup, but somewhat less than you getting wiped out. Because you'll be like, all right, look, if she's going to challenge it, it's going to cost me 200 grand to fight it. I'll just go ahead and give her the equivalent of what that 200 grand would be spread out over the years since I'm going to pay it anyway. She's going to come back and say, that's not enough, right? Mm. Somebody said an airtight prenup. Okay, good luck. I mean, listen, there's no such thing as an airtight prenup. There's no such thing. There's, I mean, you might think there's such a thing, 
me see here. You might think there's such a thing, but again, it's airtight. She still challenged it. I mean, listen, you listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying, <laughs> listen, the prenup is airtight. Let's just go with that. The prenup is airtight. And she's looking at it going, damn, I can't get out of this, but I'm going to find somebody to get that out, get out of it. Even though she's not going to get out of it, she challenges it. She challenges the existence. She challenges the day she signed it. She challenges it on those principles. Not that it's not airtight. She cha might challenge it that it's not fair. She might challenge that she had a headache when she signed it. She still challenges the airtight prenup. The challenging of the airtight prenup is going to cost you fifty, one hundred, or two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So it's just to just to sue you is going to cost you fifty thousand dollars, and you're going to go, baby, it's airtight. She's going to say, so what? I'm challenging it. You plunked down fifty thousand dollars to defend your airtight prenup. Did you still pay? That's my point on the prenup. Yeah, it's airtight. Didn't stop her from challenging it. People go into court all the time, wrong as hell, and they're filing lawsuits. She got an airtight prenup against her. She's wrong as hell for challenging it. She still challenged it. What happened to you? You still paid after the fact. Mm. Am I right or am I wrong on this one? It, you had an airtight prenup. She's still, okay, wait a minute. Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre had an airtight prenup. She challenged it saying that he ripped it up. She was going to get screwed. He paid a million dollars to defend if the prenup actually was in existence when it was. I mean, anybody could see that it was in existence. And she still won. She basically said he ripped it up. Okay, let me ask y'all something. Let me ask y'all something. Say you had a legal document. A police officer pulled you over. He wrote you a ticket. You take the ticket. You rip it up. Does it mean the ticket is invalid? Does it mean the ticket is invalid? The ticket is still valid. You can, the police officer can rip up the ticket. But once he gets to his office and files it with the police department, and they goes and files with the state or the court or city, the ticket is still valid. So Dr. Dre ripped up the paper doesn't mean the contract's invalidated. That was her argument. And he paid $1 million just to even settle if the prenup was authentic or not. In which when they went in, the judge was like, well, we just go ahead and go ahead and pull forward. He had an airtight prenup. It's still valid. But, and she challenged the validity of it. That's how easy a prenup can get countered. So if you're not willing to pay legal fees to defend your prenup and you just got a prenup and said she can't do anything, you're wrong. You're wrong. She can challenge any prenup, airtight, weak, or whatnot. And if you, it costs you 50 to 100 grand to basically say, no, nah, judge, this is airtight. You still lost. <laughs> what you still lost because you paid to challenge something, obviously, that was airtight. So anyway, did I make my point on that?
a prenup is nice. You might be able to get five out of 10 women to say, all right, I'll tuck tail lock. I can't win here. But if they see a lawyer and he's money hungry, and then they say, well, how much is this guy worth? He's worth $18 million. He going to court. Somebody says, does Cash App show your real name? Oh, that's Maury. Does Cash App show your real name when you donate? It does if it's under your real name. But what you need to do is your first word is um, the first word in your chat should say no government name. <laughs> okay, so as soon as I click on it, it says no government name. I won't read your name. Okay, you can rip anything up. It can be, look, you can challenge anything right now. I can go into court and sue people just to sue them. Does it mean that they're wrong, they're wrong and I'm right? I just want to encourage you guys to understand the law. I may be dead wrong when I sue you. I might know that I'm wrong, but I can still sue you. And not only can I sue you, you're more likely to settle with me just to get rid of the lawsuit. Am I right? So I got a prenup. You sue me. I'm going to go fight you for it? No. I might just say, I'll just go ahead and pay you off just to keep you running. Now she got more than she was going to get if she just followed the airtight prenup. Huh? <laughs> Doesn't mean I was wrong because I settled. I just want to settle to get rid of it. But... By settling, she got more than she was going to get if she would have just accepted the airtight prenup. Everybody knows this, guys, about prenups. But you guys still are under the impression that a prenup is just going to stop a woman at the family court once she opens the prenup up before she files the divorce. Oh, damn, I'm going to leave with the shirt on my back. I lost, and she's going to go back home. You think that's what you think? <laughs> you think she's going to be like, you know what? Damn, this is airtight. Forget it. She ain't going to do that. She's going to go right in there, and she's going to go in there even if she's dead-ass wrong, and she's going to cost you tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you're going to go, but I got an airtight prenup. So what? I can sue you and be dead wrong, too. I don't have to be right to sue you. Do I? Do I have to be right to sue you? No. I could be dead ass wrong. You could be dead ass wrong. I could be dead ass wrong and sue the pants off of you. Remember, getting sued doesn't mean I won. Getting sued, getting sued means you just had suit uh, uh, filed against you. So I sued you and you paid a lawyer and you paid court fees and you might have to pay me off just to end the lawsuit. And in that case, I won. <laughs> All right, so let's get it straight. I'm here to educate you and give you a sense of reality. Would your girl challenge a airtight prenup? Maybe. Sending this one out, that Mississippi character is hilarious. Shout out to the Mississippi character. All right. Oh, man. No drift says coach N-word game strong tonight. Oh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I said gruh at the end. Gruh. Not grr or guh. Uh. <laughs> I didn't say it. That's what they always say. I didn't say it. They love me, but like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, remember Arnold Schwarzenegger came out? I was looking at it like, y'all kind of getting close there. I didn't say it like Paul Mooney used to say. 
I said Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. They was loving to say it. The only day they woke up in the morning, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you're like, stop it. Stop. I know what you're doing, dude. Like all through fifth and sixth grade during the Terminator, I had to hear all these little white boys running around school. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Like, God damn. You're getting away with that one, aren't you? And who named him that? <laughs> Y'all know I'm right on Arnold Schwarzenegger, boy. They was out there happy to say it, boy. They wanted to say it. They woke up in the morning saying it. He's my favorite actor. He says a lot of y'all niggas never watch Divorce Court and it shows for sure. I'll just get an airtight prenup. You'll be all good. You'll be like Steven Jackson. Remember Steven Jackson? Y'all all bigged up him. I was like, dude, Steven Jackson was about to get finessed. Remember, because Steven Jackson was the basketball player. He, he put the prenup in front of her months, months before, and she vo avoided it. And uh, he waited to the wedding day to uh, approach her. He was like, hey, it's wedding day. You need to sign this prenup or I'm walking away. And he rightfully walked away. But everybody thought, I was like, he was going to get finessed even if she said, okay, I'll sign it right now. Okay, even if she signed it that day, he was going to lose that case. Why? He was going to lose the case because he, he made her sign it under duress. That was a clear case of duress, clear case. She literally has her family who's flown in. She has her dress on, the minister. Everybody's waiting to walk out. She would have contested that immediately on a divorce, and he would have lost. He would have lost fabulously. Because she would have been like, damn, he waited until the last minute, and he basically walked out in the middle of the ceremony, and he's going to hold me hostage? She would have she would have won that case fair and square, even with her fat signature on the damn contract. You cannot force people to sign a document and then blackmail them and say, well, I'm not going to do that. You can't do that <laughs> up until the moment. Everybody knows that. So, yeah, it was great that he walked away. However, he would have lost that case. Let me let me play this video right here, and you can barely hear the volume. The volume, but I'm glad he walked away. Let's just say that. But he would have lost. He would have lost any of that one. Let's play this video here. People know this woman. I don't know who this woman is. Listen to this woman coaching women how to sign a prenup, but then claim you signed it under duress. Let's go ahead and play this, and then have your friend uh, filming him giving you paperwork while you're drunk with alcohol in your hand and like to start wobbling and stuff like that, like you're drunk. And then like when he's like showing you where to sign, say like, like start doing your head like this, like, like you don't want to because like sign language um, and body language is a lot. So start shaking your head like this and saying, do I really have to sign this? So there she is there. She's asking, she's playing naive and she's coaching women. First of all, you would not have her sign it without an attorney present. Okay. But most people don't know that you think you're just going to have your attorney, her, um, you think you're just going to have her, your attorney, you and her guys, you're going to lose. That's a loss. She doesn't have representation. And now she's knows women know that. So they're not going to have a lawyer present. 
They're going to have their friends back recording it and then acting drunk and dumb. Let's go ahead and play uh, more here. I really didn't want to, but if you insist, you know, I mean, I really, you know, just look like you're having issues with this. Have it, have your friend videoing it or. Now, <laughs> you know, video, women video everything, but I would catch that immediately. But uh, most people don't know how, how prenups work. She must have a lawyer present. And it must be months before the wedding. Not the day before, not the week before, not the month before. Months. It, and doctor, uh, doctor, the lead attorney said it must be, it must be before the engagement ring is presented. Most of you guys will fail at that too. You will have a prenup and you'll do it after the engagement and you set the wedding plan and the wedding and all of this stuff. And then you'll have her sign it afterwards with representation. And then, um, then you'll wonder why she's challenging it because she's going to say, well, I only signed it because I wanted to go ahead with the wedding. set up a phone somewhere and like video it without him knowing or have some kind of hidden camera in a spot i don't know y'all get y'all's radio shack on and so have it being filmed that you're signing your prenup under the influence because if you sign any contract under the influence of drugs or alcohol and it looks like it's coerced it is not considered um valid you know it's it's considered null and void null and void so again these women know these things bro these women know these things. So when you're presenting these things to them and they're acting naive, what, huh, when, where, huh? They're doing this against you and you think you're pulling one, a fast one on you, but they're already knowing what to do and wriggle out of it. Okay, so we got to start wrapping this up here. Uh, last couple, because I got money mindset starting at 430. All right, we got uh, no drift in the building. We got you, Be Real Mahogany says, being hopeful will leave you hopeless, 100%. Will leave you hopeless. Uh, a, a good prenup will keep a woman around for another extra five years until she figures out how to get out of it. River Bacon says, you can change your name in the settings, the settings for Cash App. All right, so if you do want to donate, um, and I know you're doing this, like I know because you're using your Cash App for other things, so I know. Sometimes you don't want to keep changing the name back and forth, but I get it. But shout out to our brother who did not want to. Oh, no, no, no. We can we can acknowledge him because this is not his real name. Maury's in the building. All right. Shout out to you. A uh, big time YouTuber here. I just watched a video of yours. I think it was the gym girl video. Shout out to you. Um, um, he says salute to the coach gang. Thanks for following over here. OK, um, Robert. Elliot says, Tom Like has got a prenup and never paid anything. Again, yes. I mean, so again, you get the prenup, and some women will say, okay, some, do you, and, and some women won't say, okay. Some women will say, all right, that's fine. Some women will say, hell no, I'm fighting it. Do you know which woman you're marrying? Do you know which woman you're marrying? Are you ever going to marry the type that says, okay, are you going to, um, <laughs> do you know? Most of you guys don't know. I can guarantee you, you don't know that. So yes, Tom Likas did get a prenup and it took him four marriages, but yes, he never paid anything. Sometimes you can get him to walk away, but it's not a guarantee. Shout out to no government name says, thanks for sharing your knowledge. Take me out macho man style. Do I have that? Do I have a Macho Man clip? Or, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Macho Man Randy Savage. All right. You don't know. Can you can't predict that? You can't predict that. So that's all I would say on the prenup. You that you can't predict. But there are some people who know how to rig a lot of that. All right. I got to get over to money mindset. If you do want to join us over there, we will be there at 4:30 money mindset. Today we're talking about staying organized, getting a little OCD. Uh, and the benefits of staying organized. So we're going to be over there in 25 minutes. I'm going to go walk the dog, get a snack, and prepare for uh, the rest of the day. Shout out to the Coach Gang. We may be back Monday, at least for one stream, but uh, I'm still organizing if I'm going to be able to be back Monday and Tuesday because I got to get on the road and handle some business in the building. Did I get Mr. – I'm going to call you Senior Oro. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's who you are. We did have another contribution before we go. Sorry about that. Who is this? We got uh, Sun Lee Rising. He says, great show, coach. Appreciate you, man. All right, now we can get out of here. Let's end it with some shuffling. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.